Welcome to Community Foundation Coffee Talks, a podcast for community foundations to listen and learn from their peers. In this episode, we're discussing year-end activities and how this year might be a little bit different than years past. This discussion comes from a webinar that was recorded on September 17th. The first voice we are going to hear is our webinar moderator, Crystal McMillan. Let's dig into our first question, and that really is around scholarships. Did you award scholarships to different students when, if you did hear from students that they were going to take a break, or did you just choose to defer the scholarship? And maybe there's going to be an increased amount of scholarship money going out next semester, or maybe even next fall. Anybody seen any kind of trends? I'm with the Grand Island Community Foundation. You know, we only had one student. He was going to a school that he knew was going to be virtual. He, uh, in going freshman, he wanted the whole experience. So he did defer till um, we'll see what happens in January. And if not, that particular scholarship can be deferred back for one more year. So he'll hopefully be able to go next year. Wonderful. I'm with the Community Foundation of Green County and Southwestern Pennsylvania. Um, you know, we've had uh, situ- situations in the past where uh, like a student got sick, you know, in the middle of the semester and they weren't going to be able to finish. Um, and there were times where we felt, you know, or, or if, you know, they, they used it, we, we rarely had somebody not use their money because of something else. One was they were off doing, what was it? Um, National Guard stuff. You know, so she, but since the whole scholarship was about being, you know, ROTC and stuff, we said, you know, just carry it over to the next semester. And I, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm leaning toward rather than having a very stringent policy, just trying to figure out what the situation's going to be and what would the donor want, you know, so if there's money, if there's money left over, I wouldn't give it back to the student. If I don't have to, I would tell the school to carry it over to the next semester. We, we well, we did have one student we awarded a scholarship to. It, you know, we had announced it at least, but she wasn't there to receive it and never filled out the forms. And then I found out she was sick, um, kind of not seriously, but chronically, mm. and just diagnosed. And so she wasn't going to be able to go to school in the fall and we debated the committee really debated whether or not to continue that scholarship or award it to the alternate and our decision at the time was to award to the alternate because we couldn't be sure with her illness that she would still meet it the next year yeah. you know and the purpose of the scholarship is to help a student this year so i could have gone back to the donor but i didn't okay thanks so. betty we have several scholarships that have a like a five-year term they can use it they're for teammates and they go can be used for um like i said over the five-year period at any time so those we do hold back we hold on to and and we you know we would award them at any time we also send the entire scholarship check in about july 15th to the colleges and it usually every year i get one or two back in january of people that aren't going to go to school the next semester They've dropped out or something, and we just put that money back into the fund to be used for the next to be the used next year. But um, 
we, we work with the kids, try to get them back and keep them in school and give them their scholarship. But there are a few that just have to go back into the funds. Very good. Thank you, everyone, for participating. Let's go to the second question I posed for the group. And that is, um, you know, is your organization expecting year-end to look different from prior years? And I think the first question I wanted to ask the group is, you know, are you know, most people still all remote, um, you know, are you doing kind of a split sometimes working remotely or the office or part of the team is like, what, what's the environment look like right now uh, as, as people are starting to fold back in and back to school? Anybody like to share? I'm with the Community Foundation of Fayette County. We're also in the southwest corner of Pennsylvania, Betty's neighbor. <laughs> um, we're all back in the office all the time. Good. That must feel nice. Yeah, it's a good thing. Good. All right. Um, anybody else all back in the office or exact opposite direction? Still all remote? I'm with Community Foundation Sonoma County, and we're the opposite. We're, we actually are staying working remotely through the end of the year. And we're in California, Northern California, so we've still, our, our numbers are getting better in terms of COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's taking a while so we're um, a group of three of us still goes in every Friday morning the same three um, to handle any gift processing and check processing that we need to do but otherwise everyone's remote and you know we'll likely be back in January but we'll certainly stagger things we're not I don't foresee we'll all be back at the same time we have a staff of 18 mm -hmm. um, uh, for quite a while, we'll need to keep, you know, keep safety protocols and distance in place for some time. Good. Well, here, let's then kind of delve into the next question, since it sounds like there's a lot of variety across the country. Um, because of COVID and, and, you know, where your area is at in regards to feeling comfortable about events and um, remote work versus, you know, office work, is anybody doing anything different this year um, around, you know, are you doing virtual events, canceling events? You know, I was kind of really thinking, seems um, at the end of the year is always a great time to remind donors about giving to their donor advised funds or just funds within the organization themselves. Are you trying anything new this year, thanks to COVID? Well, we, this is November. We always have a big event and mm -hmm. um, kind of honor. Can you hear me? Yeah. We yeah. kind of honor our, uh, our fund holders, our nonprofits that have been our partners and things. And since we can't do that this year, I think we're going to kind of do a, like a party in a box. We, we have a hundred people that we, well, we're 60 years old this year. So it was going to be a really big celebration. So we kind of have our, our hundred best um, supporters and we're going to get them each a, a little party box with some, a little cupcake and some wine and things and, and get that all delivered to them and have them log on that night, go into a zoom and possibly have a, a good speaker that, that's going to, you know, kind of pull it together and thank them. And um, we've kind of had a mini one of these already and it worked out really well. So um, we are going to go that route with thanking our donors and we're going to spend a little more time in our appeal this year for um, for our donor advised and other funds to hopefully get the donations keep coming in. I mean, we've been very successful getting funds right now, which surprises us. So 
um, we hope we can continue that trend. Okay. Thanks for sharing, Dory. Anyone else trying something new or different this year? Well, this is our first year for a uh, giving day, and this had been planned pre-pandemic, so uh -huh. uh, it's going to look different than we would have originally planned it to be, but that's it. That'll be year-end. That'll be uh, early November, um, but that's the only thing new, but it was already pre-planned. As I uh -huh. said, it's just going to look different than we had originally hoped it would look in terms of bringing people to the office and check presentations and whatnot. That's not going to happen. Perfect. Okay. Well, wishing you best of success for your giving day, your first one. That'll be Thank fun. You. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So last but not least, is has your organization started planning for year end? Um, you know, I again going back to when I was working at a community foundation, my particular situation, I was managing um doing back office accounting for other community foundations through the country. So again, still client-based, and we would have to start preparing like our year-end checklist and making sure that, um, to make sure that everything was booked, to be ready for the audit, just like, you know, communicating deadlines to everybody. So when you do start planning for year-end, and again, making sure that everything gets recorded timely, um, what do you guys normally use? Um, how do you start planning for that? We actually, as part of our strategic plan two years ago, we created, um, we have to do a three-year budget. So what we're doing right now um, is analyzing what we thought we would do this year um, to what we've actually done, and then we'll adjust next year's budget accordingly. So we basically have our budget together. You know, the big issue is always the investment income. Uh, who uh -huh. knows what that will be? So we're sitting down and looking if we had a month like last March, uh, February, March, what we would do, or if we have a successful investment, what we can do. Um, we've applied and received a, several, uh, you know, the PPP monies. Um, Nebraska had a fund for nonprofits that we've received some funds for. And I think we're going to put most of that into some sort of a reserve. Uh -huh. um, it's history says that the year after a disaster, 9-11, the stock market crash, the year after is always worse than the year of. So we're really being conservative for where we're going to go with this whole thing next year. Mm, good insight. So, the, you know, I think Dory brought up a good point about thinking about budgets. So we could even um, pivot. That's always, I think, been a popular word right now. Might be a not popular word. Um, so in thinking about budgets and kind of what to Dory's comment about planning for investments, again, that's an election year. Hopefully we're wrapping up a pandemic sooner than later. Um, what are people changing about their budgets and, and looking at 2021? You know, so, so we've, we've been looking at this because uh, one, our county has a, a grant fund, uh, a CARES at grant funds money that came down from the state and and they want us to apply and, and part of the issue that i'm dealing with is believe it or not in in the four or five month period that they give you we actually had more income this year mm -hmm. than last year now some of that was because we had received an unrestricted corporate gift from a company going out of business but then 
with the COVID, we started an emergency response fund. And so we had money coming in for that. And of course, even after the losses, the market did pick up, which mm-hmm. generated uh, more income for us. So we're still trying to figure out, you know, so what losses did we have as a result of the pandemic, you know, and, and looking at things. So, you know, I said, you know, we're, we're not going to have our dinner. Well, our dinner is part of a fundraiser. You know, it's not like we make Boku box out of it, but it's unrestricted money that, that comes in, you know, you know, five to $10,000 um, that, that we're going to lose this year because we're, we're not doing that unless I could pull off the party at the box thing. Story. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, we, just because of my ability to pivot, you know, if I had to had the, the pinch nerve, maybe things would have been different, um, you know, in trying to pull together our nonprofit leadership program, you know, so I'm, I've lost, you know, some income from that. And, of course, because we're focused on raising money for the emergency response fund, you know, donations to some of the other uh, funds have have decreased and I had to remind my board today you know you need to make your gift um, because everybody's thinking about what they're dealing with uh, and and I agree I, I don't know if it was story or whoever said you know the second year the year after is usually not a good year and uh, you know crystal you've heard Tom say you know we're kind of back in funding Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we take money off of our endowment only at the end of the year. And that's when we know what we have. Makes it very difficult to budget. Somehow I manage it. But yeah. um, but then it's always, you know, to be honest, forgive the language, a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the year's going to bring. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have that magic crystal ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Okay. Well, thank you everybody for, for sharing, um, to kind of wrap up this topic area, any recommendations for, um, anyone, um, for those that have started thinking about, you know, 2021 budgeting, um, how you're going to wrap up year end, especially if you're in a, still in a very virtual environment, um, any good lessons learned to share with the group? Just because, again, since we're working remotely mostly, when, when you first asked the question, I was mm-hmm. thinking not so much along the budget side, though Though we are keeping with our, we're working on our 2021 now. I'll have, you know, we present that to our finance committee in November, the board in December, and as someone else said, we do a rolling one out three years, but we're only getting next year's approved. We're calendar year. Um, but when it comes to doing all kind of the year-end entries and all of that, we've been utilizing Smartsheet um, as a good way since we're remote now to um, do our month-end processing in terms of our in our accounting team. And I imagine we'll, you know, utilize that as well. Okay. Well, with that said, I think we're going to wrap up early. I just want to say thanks for joining. And um, we'll see you all next time. So that was our conversation. There were so many ideas and so many new ideas because this is a new situation. 
We're going to keep bringing you conversations like this following the coffee talks that we host online. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. You can look for announcements on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn by following Foundant Technologies. And we want to hear from you. Unlike a lot of podcasts out there, you can participate yourself by registering for one of our Coffee Talk webinars. You can register for a webinar or access additional resources by clicking on the links in the episode notes. So from everyone at Founded Technologies, thanks for listening. We hope you found it helpful, and we can't wait to connect with you again on our next Coffee Talk 